everybody, and welcome to our live episode of Team Chat Podcast, doing a recap of E3 2019. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. A buongiorno to everyone. Buongiorno to everyone as well. Now, those of you who are not familiar with who we are and what we do, we're Team Chat Podcast, and we are a weekly video game show where we talk about, you guessed it, games, the ones we love, the ones we hate. And everything in between. New episodes come out usually at Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Central Time. Not today, because we're doing this live episode. So it's actually the recorded versions of all these things will be going out tomorrow. Wednesday the 12th, I believe, is the date of oh all that. Oh my god, we're a day behind, Jared. <sighs> a day behind. We're in the past, but we're in the <laughs> present here to talk about all these fun things and great things from E3 2019. You can head over to teamchatpodcast.com slash where to listen for a complete list of all the different places you can find the show at places such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You can also watch a video version on YouTube, and so head over there where you can subscribe to that. You can also find us on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we also have a Discord server for you to join. Links for all that are in the description below. But let's dive right on in. So, E3 2019. Overall, what'd you think? Overall? So I will say that the two platforms that I am always the most interested in are Sony and Nintendo. Mm -hmm. With Sony not being around, I will say that it was overall a very underwhelming E3 for me with the semi-singular bright spot being Nintendo. So I will be able to talk a lot more about that um, at depth when we circle around to it. But overall, the other conferences that I did watch, uh, with the exception of Devolver Digital and a tiny bit of Bethesda, most of it was pretty pretty underwhelming. Uh, there were very few games that really caught my attention outside of the Nintendo sphere, I must say. Ah, well, that is a shame. And, and, you know, and really, I was kind of the same. Like, overall, like, there were some great announcements <laughs> and there were some great games that I saw pop up and everything. But overall, like, I really did feel like I was missing Sony. Like, yeah, a, it was a it was definitely a tangible. That's why absence. I'm representing with my PlayStation right. shirt. You know, if anything, that's just a slap in the face with your PlayStation Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, kind that's of black. You don't belong on PlayStation Island, sir. Why? <laughs> but I support them. And I but love you're them. too dark themed. Ah, I see. You've got the island theme going Yeah, I've got that real island theme. I've got the sunburn. i got the Hawaiian shirt dress. You can't tell, but I'm wearing sandals. I'm very prepared. Nice. For vacation at any time. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, overall, I think there were, like I said, there were some great things. I got some great updates on games I was already excited about and that I was ready to go. But, you know... I think there was it was a little bit for me like I felt like something special was missing there was because and I do think it was just wanting to see the more of the stuff I, I overall felt like some of the releases and surprises didn't necessarily either a apply to me or be surprised or be surprised me and so you know and also like it seems like game, a lot of games that we really did want are still quite a ways away yeah absolutely uh, one of the games that I and the most fanatically invested in uh, did get delayed but I think it's a good choice ultimately and as a quick aside somebody asked why no Sony so in case you had missed it a few months ago Sony did announce that they would not be participating in E3 2019 Uh, I think it's because they're planning to put all of their chips uh, into their basket for their own conference later this year what do they call it like the Sony Uh, PlayStation Experience the PlayStation Experience experience. I was going to call it the Sony FU but what 
whatever. Uh, so anyways, it was announced way in advance that they would not be at E3 this year. Uh, so all the time has been filled by either Microsoft, Nintendo, or smaller, air quotes, publishers and studios. Right. Which I did see, feel like, though, the smaller studios did get a pretty big bump, a jump in like notoriety this year. Like for one, yeah. like Devolver's was actually a Devolver's very fun. Was Devolver Digital's was hysterical. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So fantastic. Uh, but yeah, so some people are saying too much, too many cinematic trailers, not enough gameplay. That I think is very accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I've seen so far from E3 2019, there were very few games that I was able to come away from the ex- the first or follow up exposure to them, feeling like I had learned significantly more about what was going on. Uh, and overall, we kind of want to kick things off with a little bit of commentary from our own uh, listeners. Yes. So Bro Mogan did write in his thoughts about E3 2019. Going to summarize real quick. Uh, so Devolver Digital, he says, boy, was that a weird but hilarious direct. And he is correct. Uh, a lot of the stuff they showed looks cool, but I'm most interested in Carrion. Absolutely me too. Uh, we'll talk about Carrion a, li- a bit more in depth uh, here in a second. Square Already said this elsewhere, but I'm way more sold on the Final Fantasy VII remake now. We've had a lot of talk yep. in the Discord about the Final Fantasy VII remake, so that trailer looked so good. Well, especially because we not only got another trailer, we also got a release date for when the first part of the yeah, game will come out. We won't out. even say first episode because that's not really accurate. But then we also actually did get gameplay. Yeah, and we got actual gameplay. So there's a lot more that's been uh, that's been revealed about the Final Fantasy VII remake. Nintendo overall kind of meh, but some stuff looks really cool. I'm more excited for Luigi's Mansion Three than I was with the co-op and extra mechanics looking interesting. Plus, online play might be fun. Uh, I'm so oh, I'm going to skip that because it's a spoiler that I want to save for my spot. Uh, <laughs> last, I'm split on the new Smash characters, and you know Smash has been out for a year now, so we won't go too much into Smash Ultimate. But he does have some uh, in insider commentary neither jared or i really play smash so he says on the one hand the new dlc character the hero i'm not saying that because i don't know his name his name is the hero Mm. uh is the lamest dlc they've ever done uh however he goes on to say like if they're going to include a square character a square character (laughs) (laughs) sora would have been a billion times better the hero is just another anime sword boy which we already have a thousand of in smash that is very true Mm. but then there's banjo kazooie which i'm super excited that's a fun addition never played the games but it's pretty great that they actually got him i didn't think it would happen and he didn't think it would happen because banjo kazooie has been like a meme in the smash community with people raging for him to make it into smash i will say though that the hero from the dragon quest series which is where he's from uh is more a dlc character i feel for the east Mm -hmm. so the west got banjo kazooie but the east loves dragon quest and for whatever reason that series just has never really gotten a super strong foothold in the west at least not in the u.s Uh, I would say that most U.S. JRPG players are way more invested in Final Fantasy games, for example, or Fire Emblem even. But Dragon Quest has just never really caught on in like a big mainstream public way. Uh, So I can see why, from our perspective, the hero would seem really lame and Banjo-Kazooie would seem really awesome and also super funny. So all very good commentary. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Banjo and Kazooie, I was pretty excited about that. That's just like, like another fun character to go in there. I do think it was really funny, though, how much Banjo used Kazooie to like smash people. Super funny. <laughs> it was really funny. Also, just the little reveal trailer that they did for Banjo was really cute because it was all like, 
like DK and King K Rule, and I was right. like, where are they going with this? I know. I thought like, for a second, I thought it was a new DK game. I thought we were getting something else, but classic Nintendo trolling us like they do. But also, though, it's a it was a callback to when they revealed King K Rule was even going to be in the game. Because remember, it again started with Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong in their in their little hut, and then they heard something outside. They look out the window, they see a an image of somebody, and then it was King Dedede. Or King oh, Didi, yeah. and then and they were like, "What? That doesn't make sense." Then King K. Rule comes out of nowhere and like punches him out of the way. So I thought that was a really cool thing really, that they did. That I should have, I should have known that that's what was going to happen. But it still kind of blindsided me. Well, yeah. And then of course they trolled us with Duck Hunt, and I was like, "That's so funny." I know because it was like, <laughs> "What? Why? What? We already what know Duck Hunt's doing? there, you know." So it was a fun thing. So. If we've, so we're already kind of talking about it. Nintendo's actually just had their their conference early, or their this direct morning. this morning, uh, June 11th. So why don't we go ahead and just run through that one really quick? Because it's the one that's the really most really quick. Fresh. Excuse okay, well, maybe you. Not, okay. It's going to take let's me do it first because to it's going to be <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, this. It, it, we're going to you're going to have big thoughts on this one. So we'll we'll go ahead and go through this one uh, through Nintendo here. So overall, we know the big the big thing. That they save for the very end, that, you know, and we we can go ahead and talk about it. It's yeah. it's fine. I, I want to save it. You want to save it for the last? Okay, okay. I made okay. a nice little list. I got so you. I want to save I gotcha. the big big thing for the end, just like Nintendo wants me to save it right. for the end. So let's go through what I feel are kind of the more not minor but the lesser announcements. Right. So one of the ones that I am actually really excited about now, and before I was pretty lukewarm on it, is Luigi's Mansion Three. And in my notes, I put Luigi's Man- Mansion Three subtitle Smack a Ghost. <laughs> Because I feel like that's what the game is about. So uh, for Luigi's Mansion 3, you know, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon... I think it was for the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dark Moon for the 3DS. Uh, made my list of games that I hate. Oh, really? I do not like that game because in in tone, it's really fun. It's a fun, kind of kid-friendly, spooky game for Halloween. Yeah. But the mechanics of Dark Moon in infuriated me Hmm. and it had a couple of uh, sections in the game that were just out of nowhere significantly higher in difficulty than everything else in the game but with luigi's mansion 3 uh a it's going to take place as a super spooky haunted hotel and b they're adding a lot of cool new things like uh the ability to smack a ghost which is where when you suck them up in the i don't know ghost sucker 5000 i forget what they call it (laughs) (laughs) like while the ghost is being sucked in luigi can wwe style like smack it around the ring <laughs> to like stun it I guess and get it into the vacuum ghost sucker or whatever it's called uh, so I thought that was really really funny and I really liked that a lot the other big things are it allows for couch co-op which mm-hmm. has never happened in Luigi's Mansion before to my knowledge uh, and the ability to play online with I think up to four people which is really cool I feel like Luigi's Mansion is a fun game it's very couch co-op friendly so at least for your uh, spook times and your Luigi times I think it's going to be a really fun game. Nice. Uh, as far as the other games go, Cadence of Hyrule. So we talked about this one, I think, a while ago on the Nintendo Direct that announced it. But Cadence of Hyrule is coming out in two days, everybody. Two days. Two whole days. So for anybody that doesn't know what Cadence of Hyrule is, and they kind of tried to sneak its release under the radar. They, didn't, they just didn't have time for it. They didn't try to sneak it under. Right. Uh, but this is a kind of expansion featuring Link and Zelda from The Legend of Zelda in the context of Crypt of the Necrodancer, a really fun rhythm-based dungeon crawler. I am really excited about that, and I'm honestly probably going to pick it up on release day, July 13th. 
June 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 thirteenth, everybody. Uh, so that's coming out in two whole days. Uh, in other news, Link's Awakening. This okay. was on my list for something that I really wanted. They announced it a while ago, but I wanted a hard release date, and they delivered on that. So September twentieth. 2019, not 2020. So this fall, Link's Awakening will be coming to the Switch. It is the remaster, reboot, revamped edition of a Legend of Zelda classic. I could not be more excited for this game. Every new thing I see about it just additionally sells me on it. And what really sells it for me is how much of it is just a fresh, like re reworking of, especially the it's art a, style, but a, a but a, but a callback to that old top down isometric view of, of the original games. And I think that that's a really interesting take that they've done on the game. It looks beautiful. It looks, it looks nothing short of a delight. It's like a I'm very I'm very excited about it's that. It's like one. a different style of the Yoshi's Crafted World games, yeah. where they look like they have this super tactile feel to mm-hmm. them, but they're these interesting little semi top down views, which again is just the natural evolution of what they tried to do with A Link Between Worlds, which was a callback to Link's A Link to the Past. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole trend of kind of bringing into the future and or adding on to the really old Zelda games, I am all for it. If they did that for all of the super old Zelda games, I would buy every single one of them, and I continue to plan on doing so. Uh, in other news, so uh, Banjo and Smash Law, Astral Chain. So this is the one that's this coming to us from we... Platinum Games, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, all I have in my notes is Astral Train, Astral Train, Astral Chain <laughs> is looking pretty cool, question. Mark, I still don't really know what's going on in that game. So what I gather is that humanity is under some sort of like super otherworldly alien threat, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm unclear on whether or not they're aliens or a mutation or other dimensional. They might be other di- extra dimensional creatures. But anyways, the point is, is that in order to combat this threat, humanity has managed to find a way to combine humans and basically pair them, I think, with these extra dimensional creatures. No idea what's going on in get that game. All all I know is that it is super anime yeah. and action packed looking. So it looks like it's going to have that very fast paced, quick action that uh, Platinum Games is known for in a very, very anime context. I'm interested. I'm just not sold. In other, other, other news, and this is the big one. I want you to be sitting down for this one because it's very important <sighs> to me. Okay, I'm sitting. Wait, is it the very final one? Because I had one more that I wanted to jump on. Animal Crossing. It's not that. I wasn't ready for that. Okay, well, what? Just let it. Okay, The Witcher 3 is coming to Switch. Oh, that one. Okay. It's exciting. It is exciting for you. It is exciting for me, but like (laughs) also, it's a pretty cool thing. Like, granted, I understand that it's probably not going to run as smoothly or look as pretty as it does on other other, uh, platforms, but still, the fact that they can take a game as huge and expansive as Witcher 3 and port it onto the Switch and make that... I really wonder how it's going to run. Like, that's pretty cool. It's pretty ambitious. It is. It is. Considering the limitations of the hardware of the Switch. Yes, it is. But uh, apparently they found a way to do it that works well enough for them to say, let's do this thing. There also were those vague rumors, maybe confirmed, uh, I honestly didn't look too much into it, that there were going to be new versions of the Switch console coming out yeah soon. that's true but they didn't that say anything about fit, that. that kind of yeah they didn't say anything about Mm-mm. that hot damn uh, gosh i didn't even think about that but yeah so uh we don't know much about the additional hardware for the switch in terms of either more expansive 
more hardcore hardware versus kind of like the 2DS uh, fix that they did for the 3DS to make it more available to lower price points. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in any case, Witcher 3 on Switch. Interesting choice. Somebody in the chat says, I would honestly have preferred Gwent to on the Switch. Gwent on the Switch would have been actually really cool. Is that like, the card game? That's the card the game. That would have yeah. been really cool. That would be really cool. Because the Switch would be the, a really good. It, it would fit the it portable. Would fit, yes. Yeah, I, yes, I totally It absolutely agree. would. So I agree. That would be a very, um, that would be a very good way to and go. And then we've got two votes for Astral Chain. Astral Chain looks sick. And I'm really interested in Astral, Astral Chain for the Switch. Uh, and then we've got some spoiler stuff that we're not going to talk about quite yet. So are you, are you done talking <laughs> okay, about I'm the done, Witcher? Okay, I'm done. I'm done. We can move on to the part that you're very excited about we can okay, we can talk to, like, about it all so i accidentally everybody watching um either the video in post or the video on the day you'll notice that i'm wearing the world's most obnoxious pineapple hot pink hawaiian themed shirt dress this matched two of the games that i am super excited about by accident i just happened to fit the theme of the tropical getaway that is in my dreams both in terms of link's awakening because it takes place on koholand island mm-hmm. uh and the number one game that i was expecting that i am super excited about animal crossing for switch so the last time that we heard about animal crossing for switch was last e3 right didn't Has they have a direct? A maybe it was a direct. I feel like there was a direct in there, maybe but it was in I saw direct. maybe Fuchsia put it somewhere because it was when they nine months since we last additional heard. DLC characters for Smash Ultimate. So I think that was a direct. It must have been a it direct. Was a direct. Yeah, you got to be right. Uh, and they initially said it was just a title card, nothing really more extreme about it. Just a green uh, background with the leaves, the Animal Crossing logo, and it said Animal Crossing 2019. So in the direct, they did confirm a Animal Crossing. I think the official title is called new horizons and it is coming out for the switch just not in 2019 so uh they did see that that they were gonna they were very honest about it they said hey look i know we said it was going to be for 2019 it's getting kind of the breath of the wild treatment where it's like i know we said for 2019 but because we want the game to be its most perfect version of itself we've got a few things that we still want to keep improving on it it has been pushed back with an official release date now listed for march 20th 2020. So there was also a bit of a uh, fuchsia actually posted this in our discord. I think it was Doug Bowser uh, went on record the new uh, Nintendo guy, by which, the way, which side we to talk aside, about. side note side. About, I loved how they introduced him. It was really cute. Having was Bowser adorable. come in and think he was the actual, like, and he had, be like the, his little, the little tie. tie. <laughs> yeah. And he was like all ready to like give his spiel. And then Doug Bowser, the new president of uh, Nintendo of America comes over and he's just like, no, 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 wrong, wrong, wrong one. You, Sorry, this isn't your me. time. It, and and, and Bowser, he looks so sad. He was so sad. He was like, what? You mean huh? I didn't get the job? <laughs> he like slowly walks off and it even like so goes the wrong sad. way, added insult onto injury. Oh my gosh. Before he finally was able but to leave. Doug but Doug Bowser, so this is kind of the first big exposure everybody's gotten to him. He obviously replaced Reggie fils me as of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's an adjustment for a diehard Nintendo fangirl like me to be like a new person. I don't like the sound of this, but I like the look of Doug Bowser. He seems like a really cool dude. He seems like every Everybody's Nintendo business dad, yeah. which is exactly what Reggie fils me was. Uh, so I think he's going to do well filling Reggie's shoes, his gigantic shoes. Uh, and I'm excited for him to take the helm of Nintendo North America. But back to animal, back around animal crossing to animal crossing so animal crossing new horizons i'm gonna keep calling it that because as far as i know that is what it's called they had it in the trailer like in the corner ac new h yeah th- ac yeah, there we go ac new h ac new h there we go a h 
<laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Anyways, I'll stop trying on that. So uh, Animal Crossing for Switch is... Sorry, Mom. Just had to hang up on my mom. Don't look. <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing for Switch. The theme is going to be Island Getaway, everybody. That's where I was going with this. So it starts... Uh, with The announcement trailer starts with Tom Nook and Timmy and Tommy Nook on either sides of him. And they're all wearing little Hawaiian shirts. And I was like, this is the cute. cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I love them. And also, I met them it was destiny uh so the theme is island getaway and the uh premise is that you as character main person whatever you want to call yourself uh mayor i know that you're not really the mayor but how about developer mm, there you're we go. called you're called new island business developer there I'm making go. that up on the fly that's not real uh you have been dropped off on this island as part of nook inks that's tom nook's new ink llc question mark uh you've been dropped off on this uh beautiful island getaway with the purpose that you're going to help them flesh it out like build crap and invite other villagers i don't really know what you're actually supposed to be doing there it was kind of unclear uh but the you basically get a tent that you get to set up on the island i think wherever you choose to set it up at in the treehouse version they had set it up on the beach i think maybe you get to pick where you go though much like you do in the other games uh and you have nothing you've got like a cot a lantern and a radio and that's all the stuff you have to your name uh tom nook is also charging you for airfare supplies he's getting stingy now didn't he's he used not. to just like give you these these loans to get started with no interest back, oh, no, like all that? still no interest okay. he's still not charging you interest and you can pay you him back whenever pay him you're back. ready you just still gotta pay okay. him back okay he is both firm and fair he's a fair tanuki I'm not sure what he is. Uh, but Cody anyways, says, let's plant some happy little trees with the Bob Ross emote. Let's plant some happy little <laughs> trees with the Bob Ross emote. That was something from the direct that was wild. So a uh, character, we'll just call her Villager. That makes the most sense. I should have said that in the first place. Villager took her shovel out and dug into the roots of a tree and pulled up the whole tree and put it in her pocket. Presumably like a big to, tree? Yeah, to be able to plant elsewhere. And I was like, oh, you could previously only do that with flowers. So it's all wild of flora that you can just pick up trees and move them elsewhere. It's also a fantastic feature, obviously, that's going to make uh, landscaping much easier for the diehard villager. Right. Islander. How about that? We'll call her Islander. Oh, yeah, because now you're, yeah, yeah. Now you're I mean, on an island. Technically, both would fit. Both would fit. We'll call her Islander for now. I'm just making up stuff as I go. <laughs> uh, but some of the features that I thought were really interesting are that even if you are on an island, it does still follow the real calendar in the real world. The island does still appear to be uh, subject to the seasons, mm-hmm. so it's not just going to be perpetual, perpetual summer. They showed winter. They showed fall, question mark, and at least spring and summer. Uh, Fuchsia pointed out on her Twitter that one of the things she thought was really adorable is that she saw uh, winter wreaths on the outsides of other people's tents, which is really cute. So even though you're on this remote island, the other villagers that you are uh, m- both know and love from past Animal Crossing games, I saw at least a few of them featured in the trailer, so there will still be other people for you to make connections with. In addition to this feature of being able to have eight players human players on an island at one time i presume all online at the same time so Mm -hmm. that's really exciting i think it's going to have a lot more of a capacity to be an online game uh, and very much active in terms of who can join you so i'm really excited about all of that and i don't give 
two single bells. Uh, that's in-game Animal Crossing currency. Right. I don't give a single bell uh, that it's been delayed to March 20th. Uh, Doug Bowser, this is where we, we were going with that. Doug Bowser did come out and say that, hey, look, uh, Nintendo, like most gaming companies, does have certain times of the year where we are subjected to crunch, but part of the reason that they are delaying to March 2020 is they don't want to subject their employees to those super non-sustainable crunch conditions. Which is great. I am 100% on board with that. I can wait. I mean... I waited 80 years for Breath of the Wild to come out. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, we know that, that waiting and, you know, good things come to those who wait. Pretty much like the old adage rings true here. And it's and it's what something like all these developers who enforce the crunch should be taking, you know, should take to heart that like really it's going to be a get a better game in the end because a you they're not going to have the release. You're going to have the release come out and it's going to be good to go and everybody's going to love it on release day or you're also going to avoid the whole thing of it of you get the game out when you said it's going to come out when you originally said, but you did all this crunch time and then everybody gets mad at you because you did the crunch time, even exactly. though you have it. So it's like, so not only did you release a subpar game when you could have just delayed, you also lost half of your workforce because they were so burned out that they all quit or, or you could have had the strike. exact same g- good of game that you released just, you know, released it later and then avoided the crunch. So like, you exactly. know, an example of that would be like red dead redemption Two. Yeah. Like you could have it just pushed it out a little bit more. Just give everybody, give a, everybody little a little bit time, more time. A little breathing room. The game would have been what the game is, but just don't do the crunch, you know? A couple of things that I do want to say, and part of this comes from chat and part comes from me, uh, from Nintendo's uh, platform that we didn't see, this is before we move on to the final, final, final announcement, uh, two things of note that I did not see any more info on, Bayonetta 3, uh, so Brandon is on the chat saying, no Bayonetta in, uh, no Bayonetta I forgot 3 that info had been announced. makes me sad, and another one, radio silence on, Metroid Prime 4. I really was hoping for some more info on that. Nothing. Honestly, though, and I said this in the Discord, I'm of the camp that if you don't have substantial information to really share with me, don't tell me anything. I'd rather you just wait, save it until the end. It sets expectations better of what the actual end product is going to be if you wait it out until you actually have a few more solid details to be able to share. Otherwise, you get these nonsensical tech demos that make everybody think that a certain type of product is going to come out, and then it doesn't, or the product that does come out is wildly different than what you said. And I would rather they avoid either of those situations by just waiting it out. So even though I am really bummed that there's no uh, Prime 4 information, again, if it makes for a better game in the end, I'm willing to wait it out. So then that kind of rolls into the last little bit of the Nintendo thing that we want to talk about because they kind of did a similar reveal. Like they g- it gave a little bit more background, a little bit more detail, I guess, or glimpses into what the potential story could be. But what I'm assuming is the last bit that you want to talk about with Nintendo is the announcement, the surprise reveal. Don't say it. Do you want to say it? The surprise reveal that came out of nowhere. It did come out of of nowhere. They just just sprang it on us out of nowhere. Breath of the Wild formal sequel is in development now. Now, question. Again, ignorance coming through here. They have not done a two 
to a Zelda game. Like there have been False. sequels. Okay. But they haven't done one that's like directly called. Oh, I guess they could call it something else other than Breath of the Wild. So they Duh. could call it something other than Breath of the Wild. The <laughs> Again, examples it's an that, question. Yeah, that's okay. The examples that I would point to that are what I would consider air quotes direct sequels are uh, Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask. That is pretty much a direct sequel that takes place more or less in the same universe slash timeline of The Legend of Zelda and Wind Waker to Phantom Glass to Phantom Hourglass. Wait, Wind Waker to Phantom Hourglass, Wind Waker to Phantom Hourglass to Spirit Tracks. We're all Sorry like similar on those the same. Those were all in the same train. Got it. Uh-huh, okay. I get it, Spirit Tracks, because it had trains. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this is not unlike Nintendo in terms of the Legend of Zelda series, and they're all related in some way, more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Breath of the Wild... Getting a formal sequel, not DLC, a formal sequel is something that I absolutely did not see coming at all. Uh, And the fact that it looks wildly cool. So this is something that was in the chat. Uh, Somebody said, I didn't want to mention it earlier, Breath of the Wild sequel needs to get freaky deaky weird it's been too long since we've had a weird zelda i want unique bosses and actual dungeons please agree agree and agree so i have oh i gotta say though like i'm assuming that was ganon that it showed or like a calamity ganon or a manifestation of ganon that it showed at the end but still freaky looking because it was like this mummified vampire look so that's just one of the uh that was actually a warped mummified corpse of one of the uh temple masters oh so it's another hyrulean exactly so it's somebody because you know in breath of the wild every new temple that you go into there's like the the kind of mummified dude that's reached nirvana that's right that's right he's like hey buddy here's the spirit orb orb. thanks for completing my temple and then you get to leave this one was clearly a warped demonified uh weird version of one of the regular monks question mark i kind of think they might be considered monks uh so i've seen a lot of people making potential comparisons uh along those same lines as uh, majora's mask i'm hesitant to say that i think it will be majora's mask-esque because at this point we really don't know uh all we saw of this very brief announcement trailer not even a reveal trailer an announcement trailer was zelda got a cute new short haircut really excited about that so both her and link were featured very prominently Mm -hmm. in this reveal trailer they appear to be going into like a dungeon it kind of looks like an underground cavern it looked like it was under the castle and that yes you're right it was under the castle uh so they're down below the castle they look like they're looking for something and they find this mummified like very twisted dude that appears to be wrapped up in vines question mark like it looked like vines to me and there See, was I all thought this that, that's what i thought it was ganon because it looked like the, it was like the the like evil the, well, like all the red the and smoke like right. the smoke and the tendrils but i'm not entirely sold on that i think it's calamity ganon i think it might just be like his evil corrupted someone ah. and now that's what i hope okay i hope that his evil corrupted some monk and now that monk is now a big new bad i do hope very much that it's going to lead to a more interesting final boss because one of my chief complaints about breath of the wild was that calamity ganon felt like a real letdown in the end mm. i was not impressed by that final boss battle so just like brandon said uh more interesting boss battles and more story more uh in-depth story would be much would be breaths of fresh air that i would love to see from breath of the wild sequel and my official guess is march 3rd 2022 i'm just kidding it's actually 2021 2022 21 you think that you I think, think it's going to be tw- I, it's not coming out in 2020 well but see but this me? is what i mean though because it gave the same teaser that it did for metroid prime 4 where it was where it said like it's in development it didn't say like 
So I think it'll be longer than that. The thing is, Breath of the Wild's gaming framework is already laid. If it's a sequel, they're going to be using the same system. Right. They will be, but they still have to do all the right the, the prep for it and all the any new things that they work in. I'm going to say 2023. You think so? I think so. Because with the last Prime game, that was Wii era. Whereas Breath of the Wild was made for the Switch. It's much newer. Mm-hmm. They have a lot more existing to still work from. I think it's going to be 2021. Okay, I'll go 2022 then. You, okay. talk, you talked me down. Yeah. Talked me down again. I just feel like they already have... They already have the skeleton. It's not like they're making a game from nothing to something. They already have done this before. They've done this exact game before. They just have to make another one. So I'm saying 2021. We got more discussion on it. Somebody, uh, they asked, can Zelda be playable Nintendo? And then another says, or or like controllable via commands, or at least play a role besides Captured Princess. That would be sweet. She... Yeah, in Breath of the Wild, she very much was the captured princess, even though at least in cutscenes, she was more heavily featured and arguably did have the most fleshed out character she's had in a while. Mm-hmm. So if they could make her playable as part of this uh, Breath of the Wild sequel, at least in some capacity, I would 100% adore that. Nice. I've always been of the camp of make Zelda playable. Uh, so if they could just hear the people out on this one, that would be phenomenal. Yep. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, let's move on to another one of the of the conferences because we got quite a few to go through. We're actually what we'll do here. We'll jump to the one that I'll probably spend the most amount of time on, and that is the Xbox Microsoft's yeah. conference. I barely watched this one. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> don't care, bro. It's fine. You know, there's a lot of info. You got to break it down and distill what you can. Also, I don't own an Xbox, so yeah. So you're not as or involved a PC. In this one. Yeah. I don't own both of the things that Microsoft platforms. Are. So they announced a whole lot of big. Like they actually had a lot. They actually even gave. Uh, details on their new and they actually said like we're working on a new one and here's all the details project scarlet is what it's called the new the new xbox uh console or the next iteration of it and really they gave some specs but we didn't see anything we didn't see a box we didn't see like so it's very much i was kind of like oh cool it's they're working on it and that was pretty much all i could you know like that's really all i needed to do i feel like we actually know more about the ps5 at this point, yeah, about projects. I would like, say. Burn. I mean, they just announced PS5. PS5 announced a few months ago. They've given a couple small updates since then. You know, I think it's all going to be. You know, it's it's all there. But uh, as Cody says, the big one of the of in Microsoft that I was super excited about was, of course, seeing the new trailer for Cyberpunk 2077, which we actually did get the release date finally. Yeah, we did. It, we did. Uh, it's going to be in. Oh crap this one doesn't have it and i forgot oh God, it's, uh, quick, you just keep talking keep I'll talking it up. find it for me but i think uh but it's next year i believe oh april 16th april 16th of 20 april 16th of, of 2020 oh, this year 2020 oh gosh we have to <laughs> go back in time to go to the future <laughs> Probably. So, uh, and Keanu Reeves is going to take us. God. There. Oh my God. My jaw dropped. So I don't know. If I you... wasn't expecting it at all because they just were showing the trailer. They didn't show any more gameplay. They just, they just showed another story trailer this time though, as the main character, as, as a male protagonist, Boo. rather than, well, in the original one, in I the gameplay, they showed all this female character. And so, but it still looks amazing. The world is going Keanu to be looks insane. Hot. God, he did look hot. He did like he Both did, in real life and in the game. The video game version, he looked really good. He looked but, real but good. Still, it's probably that metal arm. Johnny yeah, Silver Silverhand is Plus his, his character. Like, sleeveless vest. I was yeah, like, so wait, cool. where in But it was just so unexpected. It shows your character getting the his ass beat. You're breathtaking. Which was awesome. Did you see though this? Uh, so Cody just shouted in the chat of "You're breathtaking," where somebody yelled at Keanu. The Keanu's like when he came out on stage, he's like, "You're breathtaking." World. That, that person. Uh, 
CD Projekt Red gave them a free copy of Cyberpunk 2077. Oh my god! To be so lucky as to A, be able to shout at Keanu Reeves' face that he's breathtaking, and then to also get free stuff from CD Projekt Red because of it. The free game. What a lucky bastard. I know. So lucky. God, so lucky. chosen one. But still, when it rolls through this whole trailer, which has showed your main character getting his ass beat, his character rebooting in the outskirts in the ex save it for later okay in the uh, outskirts of the city and then keanu Reeves just squats down next to you and says like we've got a city to burn or something like that and i was just like oh my god like Mary, it was keanu. i freaked out it been alone here watching the stream i freaked out because it was so unexpected because he cool. was so handsome <laughs> um but so but really though that though is the big thing about kind of that somewhat kind of encapsulated e3 it had these little moments like to me I would say Keanu coming out and being and being revealed as in cyberpunk was like the biggest thing for me out of this year. <laughs> like it was really cool and it really made me more excited, but it was, I was kind of bummed that there wasn't another game that necessarily like a new one or something that came out that really captured me as much as this older one that I already knew about like the newer. And so that's what I mean. We even didn't even see gameplay for the new halo. We got a new trailer for halo infinite, yeah, but we didn't halo, see gameplay. For halo it. infinite got the exact same treat treatment that uh, prime four did. Mm -hmm. Like they both had those really, ambiguous reveal slash announcement trailers and then radio like, silence. No, we've heard nothing on infinite. I mean, we, I think we've heard a few details of like, it will have like four player split screen co-op and some different things like that, but we still haven't seen it yet. And for to, it to be far enough where they were re ready a year ago to show a reveal trailer, we couldn't see something. Yeah. Or at least just be like, we're working on it. But they did also say that Halo infinite is going to be a launch title of xbox scarlet the project yes. scarlet and i i figured that I, I figured that it would be one of those bridge projects right and so uh, i guess initially when i was watching it, i was like oh wait crap so that means i gotta figure it out but that also does mean i mean i'm sure there will be an xbox one version available because as as well because they won't just cut it off completely to the new scarlet but still um you could actually just get it on pc i could you could think about that, which, by the way, before we move on from uh, Project Scarlet, uh, Brandon did point out, and I forgot that I knew this. I, I didn't actually watch it. I read it in a follow up. But uh, the one thing that I think Microsoft is still killing it on is Project Scarlet will support all That's past right. generations right. of Xbox games in terms of backwards compatibility. Honestly, that is like worth gold to me, which if is I could interesting. Get that same treatment for PlayStation and for Nintendo. Oh my God. Can you imagine you would have the world at your yeah. fingertips? Well, I mean, they have already said with PlayStation five that it will have backward compatibility. We just don't know how far back that goes. What is interesting though, is that I guess because of the coming of project Scarlet, they have already quit the backward compatibility efforts Today was actually the last drop, I believe, of backward compatibility games for Xbox that they're going to do until Project Scarlet. So, like, until then, you're not going to get any more. But, I mean, they released they, – they dump a whole lot at a yeah, time. So, there are tons of games that you can go back there. and do in backward compatibility. Uh, let me just run through the rest of these games real quick. The uh, Blair Witch That game. was out of left field. That was very – That was weird. I was like, this looks like a crazy horror movie. It mo looks a horror really game. scary. And then they were like, Blair Witch. I was like, all right. It's, it's back like, to 1998. Okay. Here I we go. love the Blair Witch movie. We got more stuff about Borderlands 3. It looks great. This Crossfire X. Now, this one came out, and I was just like – it again, just showed a trailer, and I could not for the life – it just looked like a big, like, militarized shooter game. But I, for the life of me, I was just like, I don't know what's going on in this game. So, therefore, I wasn't very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, Dying Light 2 another game i'm excited for but just saw a new trailer for it, nothing really new there elden ring though Ooh, this one we do need to this talk one about. looks great i don't know anything about it i just know that it's being produced uh in conjunction with Gu uh, not guillermo del toro <laughs> who's that
that other George R. R. portly gentleman, George R. R. Martin, and uh, from software. So it's going to be two great pillars of fantasy. I have no freaking idea what this game is going to be like. It looked like the Lord of the Rings, yeah. but scarier. But it, it, it has my attention. Yeah, it looked like the Lord of the Rings meets the Blair Witch Project meets Skyrim. And I was like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know jack squat about it. All I know is that I'm interested. Yep. Gears 5, that's the E3 same thing. That's 2019 in a nutshell. Yeah. I don't know, jack squat about what's that's going a, that's on, what I mean. I'm interested. Like, the, of the stuff they showed, like, the trailers were all good. Like, Gears 5 was just a trailer again. Except, also, we're all, like, two or three games had Terminator Dark Fate tie-ins. The like, Gears, Gears 5 did, and there was another game that is now completely, I'm blanking on, but it well, also had a, a Terminator it, tie-in. Uh, it's Dark Souls, but open world Boom. is a comment about um, Elden Scrolls. What's it called again? Elden El- Elden what now? Elden Ring. Elden Sorry, Ring. Elden yeah. Ring. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, oh, the other one, the Lego Star Wars games. They announced the Skywalker Saga, which is going to be all the the Lego games that are about. Uh, the Star Wars original Skywalker saga are going to be in one big package. I was so excited. I know for that. you're excited. About I was that. very excited for I'll that. I'll be happy for you. I'll try not Thank to be you. bitter and bitchy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to bring it up. Just like, God, I hate Lego and Star Wars. <laughs> My two least favorite things. <laughs> uh, but then we did have an update finally and a release date on Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Which I am kind of disappointed about. Yeah, that it's still going to be February 2020. I just can't believe that that is still a 2020 game. That was announced in 2017 E3. Like with Animal Crossing, I get it. It's only been a year since they announced it. It's not even really been a full year. Yeah. I so... I don't understand what's going on. Like, I honestly had... I honestly had the thought, and I tweeted it out before the Microsoft... Like, right before the Microsoft presentation... And that I was like, okay, hear me out. I think they're going to release Ori in the Will of the West today because I know it wasn't Microsoft that had done it, but a couple of years or maybe even last year, EA had done that with Unravel 2. And I was like, yeah. it's been a while since we've had just like a straight game drop they on the day of. They didn't any of that this year. There were like smaller ones or like Nintendo in the I direct. Mean, the they had a ton. Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah. And then they had a ton of like expansions or, or collections that were dropping today or the within the conference but we didn't have just like that a full straight collection that's right that oh i forgot crazy. about that that was kind of yeah. cool uh that they did that and are bringing a new contra game in and from the nintendo one uh but still it's it's interesting then to me that like that it's still that because of that we didn't we haven't had that happen in a while where they just do a game drop like that so i really thought ori and the will of the wisp was going to be a strong contender for that yeah not the case not the case uh, and, and they are asks, but they um, so it's coming in february 11th of 2020 we do have a new bit of content though in that you can go on his band page band camp page gareth coker and he released the trailer music for see it. that well the trailer music is awesome but i can't wait for him to eventually release that full ost oh yeah god it's gonna be so sweet oh, that's gonna be great about it. it's gonna be very exciting uh let's see don't forget your uh super shooty alien game that you love so much my super shooty alien game that i love so much that you like to run to the music for because it's super metal and oh, we're not there yet oh That's okay Bethesda. we're moving we're we'll get to oh there. okay we're not there so yet. the last one that i'm gonna that i'm gonna kind of the ones from the microsoft that i really wanted to focus on i'm gonna tie it into the ea play segment that they did was star wars jedi fallen order oh yeah this game i will say this is the one exception. This is still the one that I'm coming out of E3 the most jazzed about because obviously Star Wars, duh. That's going to really duh. kick it up there in my opinion on this game. But it looks great. 
it looks like a solid return to form. It looks like it's going to allow you to have some incredible force abilities, similar to what you had in the Force Unleashed games, but not as clunky. It looks way more smooth. The animations look great. And granted, we only saw alpha footage of the game, which I'm glad that they're showing alpha footage. Don't show me some over-the-top pre-rendered, cleaned-out thing, you know, trailer, basically, of this game, which we did get a couple trailers for, which, and again, look really awesome. We got to see some, like, 15, 13 minutes of gameplay from the game all of your while you're on while your character cal is on the surface of the planet kashik which is the wookie home, home world and but like one also that aside from the original battlefront games or the, from the battlefront games where you're playing on like the beach landings of kashik you don't really ever re- explore kashik that much and so it's going to be awesome to be around in that world the one thing it does say i will say about the game it does seem to be very linear like it's not going to be very open like you have a set path and you're following that path uh, but really what did sell it for me is the combat and what you can do with it. It looks like it's going to be sick. Like it showed in there as the minute they showed the first second of, of combat with Cal facing off a com- against a couple stormtroopers, and it showed the deflection, the force abilities he was able to use such as like stasis, basically where he makes them s- be frozen where they can't do anything where he can freeze and slow down Somebody like blaster just said, bolts freezing energy beams and force pulling dudes into them is pretty. Yeah. Dope. It showed that it showed that in the, in the uh, trailer where Cal gr- freezes basically a stormtrooper and slows his blaster bolt at the same time force pulls the stormtrooper into him holds him and then moves him into the way of his own blaster bolt and kills him i was like what is this what 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 is this it is going to be amazing second of all extra (laughs) and i also did love some of the other enemies like the purge troopers that it showed you fighting who they're using these like basically staffs but have electrified ends on them but it was really cool you could force push those and they were advanced into fighters to know to like dig that quarter staff that sap into the ground to slow their push and to resist your force push or even to resist the pull so it's interesting how they're making the ai smart enough and the character smart enough that they're really having those kind of exactly and it's not quite so just like you're running through and you're op because you have a lightsaber um Oh, yeah. It also introduces or keeps other characters from others like Saw Gerrera from uh, Rogue One is in it. Also played by Forrest is. Whitaker. Who is that? Forrest Whitaker. No, but but who is he in Rogue One? Saw Gerrera. He's like the freedom fighter in the very early on in the movie. Um, freedom fighter super. Oh, did he die? Yeah, he dies. Oh, okay. I mean, every, almost everybody dies in that movie. But so still. this is a prequel prequel to Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, yes, it is very much that. And so just oh, everything about it, it honestly looks... And kind of play. I mean, granted, it's respawn too. So we're the one thing that's still really impressive is that they did confirm because it was in the original trailer that they, when they first revealed the game, and it shows Cal in the trailer wall running. And I was like, okay, now is that going to be in the game as a gameplay mechanic? A sucker for wall running because respawn does it so you well. You love it in Titanfall. You love it. At, yeah. I mean, call, I remember Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. I believe had some wall running, and it was and, and Black Ops Three Creed, had it. And I was just it. like, eh, it's okay. Respawn does it right, and they're doing it well here. And and you even give you the ability while wall running to deflect blaster bolts. It's going to be insane. Pew, pew. I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So lots of good stuff coming from that. The other thing from EA play that I wanted to touch on was, of course, Apex Legends. We're getting a new hero, Watson, also going to be having a new season coming out with some different gameplay changes into their possible map events they were teasing, like the big Leviathan monsters who are always been outside the map in the water, like possibly coming on to the Can land. Can I say about Apex? Sure. Hashtag don't care. I assume that's where you're going to go with this, but I've been getting into the Apex <laughs> quite a lot lately. Been playing it, been scoring up some, dub, putting up some W's with my good buddy Blake. Yeah, so. Prince of Persia, wall running. You haven't played the grandfather of wall running. You that's scrub. true. That's true. I need, to go, I need to go back in and, and do a, a thorough 
study on wall, wall running, running in video you games. Too. It can be your op-ed, your opus magnum. Yes. Oh my god. My thesis. Your thesis. <laughs> <laughs> we can take some sweet vids of you trying to do parkour where you try to yes. do it in real life. I believe in you. That would be great. I'll, I'll make some geometric calculations i'll try to help you the best i can <laughs> but so jedi fallen order uh like we said that and that is coming out in november as well so, so that we did get a firm release date yes, november november oh I believe that you're gonna have an action-packed november yeah my november is already stacking because we're gonna jump right on to the next one and the one that i'm very excited about also because i mean and this is what i mean november it's stacked got star wars then we're also having doom eternal you want me to i'm putting money down right now 10 bucks says you love doom eternal more than the star Ooh, wars you think game. so i think so i will take you on that bet yeah 10 dollars. 10 bucks if you have to be honest all right I, yeah no, 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 i no, think I will. you're gonna like doom eternal more all right i'm putting money on it. i mean they show more gameplay of that american game american dollars it continues to just look as insane as the original yeah. and even more so oh my god like again i can't get over the uh, like grappling hook blade that you have to like stab and then pull people in or use it to pull you to them uh the, it just looks insane and they also did have a really cool game mode that they released for the mul- that they advertised for the multiplayer where you can play as either as two demons the revenant and the a cyber demon i think and you're and you base and you're fighting against the doom slayer and and so it's it's a different I take. I want to fight that guy. No. Are you kidding me? Who would want to? You would lose. <laughs> I hope that that's the scenario where you literally can't beat him. Yeah. He's unbeatable. Oh, yeah. What I know. Do he the he literally walked through hell and came back. And he he had he even had a pleasant time, you might say. You could say that. <laughs> and so they had all that going. Uh, so Doom Eternal looks uh, continues to look absolutely insane. That's coming out November 22nd. Um, also for Switch. Also, Oh, yeah, that's right. Also for Switch. <laughs> so you can really enjoy the ribbon and tearing Switch on the go. Switch is getting gritty. <laughs> <laughs> they really are and i kind of love it though like that was one it's of, so it's like the disconnect is still so much there for me i love it but i'm like i feel a little jarred every time but, i mean that's what i told you though. it was one of my selling points for katana zero it was oh, so yeah. weird playing this very like, graphic this game feels wrong on the switch <laughs> exactly it really did kind of feel wrong um but yeah so that's coming out uh, let me see just to get the uh, yeah November 22nd it's coming out Doom Eternal which also like the uh, the art for it I'm just I'm just so stoked for it and, the, and again also to the new music from Mick Gordon oh, it's gonna, be, it's gonna I, be so good you know Doom Eternal may have just missed the mark of being a Scorpio versus being a Sagittarius okay I think the cutoff is November 21 I think that's Scorpio territory barely missed it so I think it's a Sagittarius whoop whoop so the other big games coming out of Bethesda, obviously we got some updates to Fallout 76. Like it's getting a battle royale mode. They're actually Boo. adding in Boo. non-playable characters into the game. Boo. Yeah, I don't really, I haven't played that game. I don't really have, I actually, Fallout is just not for me. I tried. My main boo was to the battle royale bandwagon, just because not every game needs a battle royale yeah. mode. I'd honestly like. If you can't do it well, don't do it. Because the ones that I've enjoyed the most, Fortnite and Apex, have been standalone. Well, Okay. Fortnite, I guess, isn't because it does have the save the world mode. But honestly, who plays that? It doesn't it also have like a sweet mini golf mode. Uh, no, that might be in a new update. Oh, I swear. it does. I mean, I know you can like hit golf balls. I've done that oh. before. Is that not a real mode? But it, it's not like a no, it's not like a mode. mode. They do have like a big creator mode and all that stuff where oh, you can make your own early. your own islands and stuff like that. That can be featured in the game, which is really cool. But still, those are ones that have done it, uh, you know, 
It's it, they've they've done it on their own. They haven't been like an attachment like Blackout with Call of Duty, which and everything like that. Like the ones that seem to do the best are the ones that make it their own. Uh, Bethesda also announced a couple different games that do look pretty entertaining. Uh, one from called Deathloop from Arcane Leon. Deathloop looks pretty sweet. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I I kind of didn't absorb what you had said there for a second. All I know about Deathloop is a kudos to them for featuring not one but two. Not like there's no arguing about it. Two main protagonist black characters. Yep. Not a white guy in sight. Nope. Finally. I know. Down with white people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, this is a really cool game by Arcane Leon. What I know about Arcane Leon is that they are behind the Dishonored series. So uh, to my knowledge, they did both Dishonored 1 and Dishonored 2, both games that I adore uh they are either stealth or action the dishonored series is you get to really kind of choose your own way to play and they do it very very well and to see them behind a new project uh if that's really kind of the most i know about it right now because because the trailer most of the trailer was just it was like a cinematic trailer it wasn't hard gameplay uh but what we gather is that the two main characters unknown and unknown i don't know what their names are uh but they are a male and female person trapped on this island question mark or this land that's got like this big weird like megalithic loop in the background and they appear to be reliving the same uh period of what like 12 hours a day yeah it seems like they just it, it honestly kind of reminded me of uh live die repeat the or, yeah of the tom cruise movie where he yeah. like where he dies and comes back dies and comes back it kind of seems like it's going to in- include that type of mechanic into this the thing is is that these two main protagonists are actively trying to kill each other like their entire purpose is to take out the other one all within that same day loop so in the trailer it showed them like continuously killing each other all the time and it's like okay i'm I'm back i just woke up from being dead i'm going at it again this time i'm gonna get that guy or lady which then it makes it interesting of what the gameplay is going to be like in this game do you think it's going to be where you're you choose one of the either the the two one of the two characters to play as and you go through the story that way and then you can replay the game later as the other character or is it going to be a completely co-op game a la A Way Out? Oh, where you're just trying to oh, trying to kill each other. Oh, yeah. I like where you're going yeah. with this. I doubt it. But I don't know how cool that would work. Idea. That's but, a cool idea. I mean, but they, but they left us nothing with things yeah, they, to theorize on. Yeah, they didn't on. really tell us anything about it. Um, at my best guess, the male character looked like he might kind of be a little bit less stealthy and a little bit more action-y. Mm-hmm. Whereas the female character, we saw her very actively using sniper rifles, right. being a little bit more spry on her feet, so maybe she's the more stealth-oriented character. That could just be, that's just wild conjecture at this point. Right. Uh, so, don't know anything about it other than that it's by Arcane and it looks cool. So, uh, once we get more info, I will happily continue to support it if it continues to look awesome. Yep. Uh, we also have another updates, whereas uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood is coming out on July 26th. So that's coming up soon where you get to play as BJ Blazkowicz's twin daughters. That's going to be good. Uh, Id Software is bringing back the classic Commander Keen games as a mobile in mobile game form, I've though. I've never really heard of Commander Keen. Not going to lie. Yeah, I hadn't either. I have no idea what that is. Apparently, it's, you can still play the original. Apparently, it's a classic. It's a classic, but I missed it completely. It, that's news to me. Uh, and then Rage 2 is getting an expansion. It just came out. I know, but they're just <laughs> announcing the expansion. You know, it's, it's going to go. It's going to go there. Um, oh, oh, but uh, Cody said also to shout out for Outer Worlds, um, which was in Bethesda. No. Was that in Bethesda's? I don't think so. I think it was part of Microsoft's. 
think it was too. Did I miss that? I think it yes, was. Yes, it yeah. was. It was. It was. It was an X it was an Xboxes. I'm interested in that one, the Outer Worlds. It honestly looks too similar to Borderlands for me. Oh, really? It just kind of has that same look. And if I'm gonna play one, I would rather stick to the one I know, I guess. So I don't know. It it, it looks like it, it could be entertaining. I'm just more I was just more like, eh, I'm more into Borderlands. So I'm just gonna I'll probably stick with Borderlands on that one. Uh, rest of Bethesda. Let's see. Let's just check through this list one more Aside time. Aside from Deathloop, I will say Bethesda's was very underwhelming. Oh, for but me. then the Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, that's right. Just kidding. So I will say those that are the two ones that I was excited so about. From the game itself, Ghostwire, couldn't care less. Sure, the cinematic trailer looks cool, but they showed no gameplay, no idea what it's about. Other than that, these ghostly creatures are making everybody disappear? Question mark. And you're fighting against them. Do not care. Don't care. Don't care. All I care about is that the person that announced the game at E3 is Ikumi Nakamura. She's the creative director for Ghostwire, Ghostwire, and she previously did art for Okami and Bayonetta, and she is darn tootin' adorable. So she both seemed very genuinely excited about her new project, and the fact that she did art for Okami and Bayo, both of which have very striking and very unique standalone styles, I am really excited to see more about it, but as far as, am I sold on it at this point hell no i don't know anything about it other than that a super awesome talented artist is the creative director behind it ikumi nakamura what you mean what a badass the game does look her outfit was way better than all those dude bros wearing blazers (laughs) over t-shirts that's the standard e3 look oh my god branch out bros Okay, so let's run through real quick E3 uh, Square Eni- Square Enix's conference, which for me was kind of a big snooze fest. I like nothing. I mean, I know that Square Enix focuses Final Fantasy. Folks, oh yeah, yes, yeah. Sorry. Other than Final Take Fantasy, back your snooze fest. Well, I mean, okay. Other than Final Fantasy VII trailer, and then even and Final Fantasy VIII remaster. I you, I didn't play. It's, it's, I'm saying this one's a snooze fest for me. You can have your own opinion on this, you know. <laughs> but uh, but Final Fantasy VII. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into that. Final Fantasy VII. It looks really good. It looks. Very interesting. I am st- I'm I'm more on board with it than ever before. So Let me say, Logan made this comment that he feels a lot better about it. I also do, but I still kind of want to know a bit more about how it's going to be released. Right. Because what we gather is that there were kind of vague rumors that maybe it would be episodic, and I wanted to vomit when I heard those words because I hate episodic gaming. Yeah, I've been pretty much turned off. What we've games. learned instead is that it actually might be a few different games mm-hmm. in terms of, yeah, there's going to be like Final Fantasy VII Part 1, Part 2, Part 3, question right, mark. Right. Because, and this is news to me, this is something I don't think we previously knew, uh, apparently they are really expanding on the story. So the first game, a.k.a. the first disc, I think they said is only going to deal with Midgard. Mm-hmm. And if that's true, then it's like, holy crap, that's a lot of content. Right. Especially, I'll be very interested to see to the price point that is. when this comes out, which I'm assuming because well, of how much be worth it, it's going to be full priced, yeah. which then means, is it going to have like the typical full package of a Final Fantasy game at $60, but only for the Midgard section that could be I mean if they do that and then they branch it out in like three s- separate like main games like that that's a meaty meaty it journey it is a lot of money I, I agree that it's a lot oh, I'm not of saying money. even on money I'm oh. not even talking about monetarily oh, you're I'm just saying time. like quantity of of the product that they put into the game for yes I agree. For the iterations that they're going to bring out. Right. It could also be that their cinematics in the game are just going to be so gargantuan that they're going to need the three discs of content. So uh, we still don't know a ton, a ton about it. Other than that, it's looking phenomenal. I will say it's the first time I've actually been like, 
okay, I could play that. With Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy games in the past have just not really clicked with me. It's still a JRPG. Right, which, as we said, JRPGs are just not my cup of tea. Another 10 bucks. I appreciate them for what they do, but like. You would hate it. But like, I'm. But this one, I was actually like, you know what? I could see myself playing this and looking and having fun with it. It looks like it's going to be really great. So, Final Fantasy. Eight is also getting Woo! remastered. It's just getting remastered. It's not getting the full remake makeover that Final Fantasy VII is. Nice. But it's being brought into the modern times, which is the same thing that they did with Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy X, and Final Fantasy VI? Yeah, six, right? Yep. Because they skipped eight, and I was pissed. I think it's six. Anyway, so Final Fantasy VIII, an underrated, phenomenal, best soundtrack... Better than Final Fantasy VII's. The soundtrack for eight is off the chart. Charts. Amazing. Which I also want to take a, another aside. That, and I was super, super happy that, uh, that Square Enix did this. That they made this a whole section of their, of, their, of their conference. Where they said that all Square Enix music is, or like Final Fantasy games and all that is on Spotify now. You can stream it all. And I was so happy just as a great nod to the, to the soundtrack listeners like me and like you, like the a lot of our audience, that we can listen to all the actual recordings and actual official soundtracks of these games yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. That's awesome that they're making By all the that way, available. Very, very briefly circling back, shout out for soundtracks. Uh, Link's Awakening was very heavily based in music. Obviously, the remake is also very heavily based in music, and I was really worried that they might not do the soundtrack as well as they could, but from what we heard in the trailer, it sounds like they got a full orchestra to maybe do mm-hmm. the soundtrack. It sounds amazing. It's going to be good. I really hope that that's true, because it sounded beautiful in the trailer. Um, let's see. Anything else in this in the final in the Square Enix one? Yeah. That's getting, so uh, we oh, just have so a comment the, that uh, quick uh, quick comment. Final oh, yeah. Fantasy Seven is no longer a game but a saga. I think that's a fitting description. I think that is too. It's bananas how large this game is going to be. I think that's probably uh, accurate. So the other big game that a lot of people were waiting for, and I was. I was kind of like, meh, on the fence this? about it. Yeah, the Avengers game. You care about that? I, I don't. And that's the thing. Like, I, I for some reason, uh, these movies... Why these, would they make this? These movie, these video game tie-ins to movies, I've never been a big fan of. Like, that's this why I never even really wanted to play Robert the Spider-Man Downey game. Jr. more money. No, it's not. He doesn't not, need it. He's not going to be in it. He's already as rich as Tony Stark. But that's the thing, He though. doesn't need more money. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Like, they, they don't have the character... Like, they don't look like they do in the MCU, so they don't look like Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., and all that they're not doing voices. In fact, Nolan North mm. is... Uh, I stand corrected then. My bad. Nolan North is going to be Tony Stark, and Troy Baker's actually Bruce Banner. But the thing is, it was like, uh, the one thing going into that, before they Troy show the Baker trailer... Troy is Bruce Banner? Yeah. I don't like that. They're both great. They'll, he'll like do a good that. job. He'll do a Mark good job. Mark Ruffalo is only Bruce Banner <laughs> existing. If he's not in it, I care even less than before. But so it does say that it's going to have four-player online co-op. Uh, each and every new character map out of the game will be free. So that's good that they're doing yeah. free updates to it and everything. The one thing, though, and I don't know, like... Playing as the Avengers and everything will be cool. The one way that I thought it would be really cool and what really would have sucked me in and been like, okay, I'm on board with this, is if they adopted a, a style similar to the Return of the King Lord of the Rings game from the PS2 that I loved, where you could play the whole campaign as one character. As you went through the campaign, you would unlock other characters, and you could level up your main character that you were playing as and other characters as you play with them. But basically, you could make the, the whole play through the whole game say... As Gandalf, you can play through that. But on the initial pass through in the game, you would, as 
like say when you're in uh, Shelob's lair, you're playing as as Shelob's lair. Yeah, you're playing as Sam and Frodo because that's where they were in the in in the movie. But on initial play, th- secondary playthroughs, you could play as another character. So like, I think that would have been a really cool way to do it, where you go through, say, you start the game as Captain America, you play the first two missions as him, then you switch to Iron Man, and then you can go back later and you have the choice through like a mission select screen to then choose whichever Avenger you wanted to play each level as. I think that would have been really cool. I would so much rather play a game where you are some poor, very human EMT that has to follow the destruction left behind by these superheroes (laughs) and try to patch people up on the fly just for them to go off to another section of the city and fuck shit up even worse. That's the game I want. (laughs) But still, it didn't really seem like it's going to get like it was going to get me then. So I don't know. Like, I'm just I'm just kind of not excited. I don't know. I honestly don't know why they keep making like it says on this article that we're looking at Crystal Dynamics long awaited for awaited big fans, by whom? Big fans of Avengers. What fans? But like, I'm Where not, are they? <laughs> quite literally everywhere. But but still, like even for I've never met one. A fan of the movies, like I'm just like eh, this game doesn't really do anything for that me. That was Which for you, Lord. I was kind of I was kind of hoping it would. Like I was kind of like holding my breath of like maybe this will be really cool, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Burn. Um, <laughs> that was worse than what I just said. Um, the only other said thing. Passing. I was being dramatic because <laughs> I knew it was true. It was, it was it was from the heart. But the other. thing. <laughs> that I kind of like rolled, got like halfway excited for it, then rolled my eyes was that they played just a trailer for Life is Strange 2. Like didn't even Why? show an announcement for like Why? the release date of, of the rest of the of the rest of the episodes or anything. It was literally just here's a trailer with people like seeing the praises of this game that we're both like, eh about uh somebody did comment it's the miles morales spider-man universe which okay that's cool the best universe that's the best possible scenario but still hashtag don't care yeah if it were just miles morales spider-man i'd be on board with yeah that. but they just came out with but a avengers, new spider-man from insomniac they're not going to turn around we are so drowning in avengers oversaturation that's just that's a I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of it. It's not about it. Yeah, just, just not, not about, about that life. So we got a couple more. Uh, let's <laughs> run through Devolver real quick. So this is the other one that I actually was really both. First of all, they're direct. If you didn't watch it, they did a Devolver direct this year. It is a phenomenal satire and a direct play on the Nintendo Direct style. Well, which they did this. They did a sim- like the the woman who hosted it was a kind of like the main character. Nina, because, yeah, because it was I just like name is Nina. so over the top and it's like gross and like has these gory bits. Oh they're my like, god! It's they're very, swearing it's like sailors so through the funny. whole thing. It was hilarious. But she was the main person of their one last year, and so they kind of like copied she it. Died right. But the premise of the new one is that uh, her marketing team and everybody else from Devolver is trying to basically bring her back to life because she's the face of Devolver. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm choking. You go ahead. But anyway, so it just made for like a, a like it was, it was just for a very for as we've talked about a very just like by the books conference overall like it's it's great to see them trying to bring something really edgy to it and it it's was awesome. amazingly edgy and comical and just really on the nose all in one and of the games that they announced yes yeah, so which really, ones are you the most excited, I'm excited about all of them so for starters fall guys ultimate knockout that one looked is the only play 
on the battle royale style that I have ever been interested in. It's because pretty cool. it's not a shoot 'em up, it's not a fighter. You're all these like goopy, blobby, joyful looking, colorful little dudes. You have no weapons and you're basically running a gauntlet like American Ninja Warrior style mm-hmm. of just surviving until the end. It's like an obstacle course yeah. that you're all on together and you win by being the first one to get to the end and get the crown and that's a neat take on battle royale it looks a lot of fun i really liked the look of that honestly i probably will at least give it a try and then carrying on with devolver's like already weird conference they came out with the devolver bootleg which is basically just like you can buy this for like five (laughs) dollars on steam right now (laughs) it's on sale but like oh my god and then they have just like bootleg versions of their own games like hotline milwaukee hotline (laughs) milwaukee was the funny so first of all hotline milwaukee Uh, and then shooty boots i have lost my mind at shooty boots i'm gonna name a cat shooty boots that's the funniest thing i've ever seen and then the one that several of the people on our discord and And bro mogan mentioned very interested in carrion oh this one looks cool so the idea is that it is a reverse horror game where you play as the freak genetically engineered monsters that scientists have built and then you basically break out and your job is to wreak chaos and havoc Mm -hmm. and kill the scientists that made you and i'm like oh my god that's terrifying Uh, i really like the look of it it is kind of in that um it's the same style of like a side-scrolling pixelated game yeah like obviously really good looking in the modern sense it's a stylish looking game. and i'm wondering how much like physics are going to roll into this too it's similar to like snake pass maybe not where it's like it's very tentacly yeah and like a moving blob slinky slinky esque yeah you know and how it moves so i'm wondering spider-esque and goop-esque and slime-esque he's fascinating so i'm wondering how that's going to like run into the run into it they also released a dlc for the messenger or a, a, yeah it's dlc free dlc for the messenger picnic panic i know a lot of this people is are the into third the game that i thematically match very well very true so the messenger picnic panic uh is a basically tropical island themed dlc for the messenger which is a really cool uh platform action platformer yep and they also showed another trailer for my friend pedro which comes out very soon i believe actually at the end of mar may i believe but that game again like it looks like Do you it's mean june Yes, yes yes thank you uh, again we're going into the past to get to the future <laughs> but that one looks a whole lot of fun like it's 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 ticking all the boxes for me in very much oh yeah june 20th so it's coming out very soon but it looks like it's 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 hitting all the right boxes for me just like hotline miami did and uh, katana zero so i'm, I'm not gonna read this comment out loud because it's a mild spoiler but somebody says carrion is like blah, 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 inside so inside from the makers of limbo in the game inside uh somebody drew a parallel to that for carrion so it is. It is. It does I, I don't want to say what they said just in case, uh, but yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment. So that so that kind of clears out through Devolver. And Gosh, how, the more I look at Fall Guys, like I feel my serotonin levels just gradually rising. Look at them. It looks look at fun. Those happy I gotta dudes. say, it looks they a lot look of fun. Fantastic. <laughs> Does I want to be that little guy. <laughs> I just love like how hu- he looks so cheerful and cheerful it was yeah. in the rest of this Devolver stuff, which is normally very dark and gritty. So it's very fun. and the rest of their direct oh my gosh, also gosh, so funny. <laughs> but it's going to be but Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout is going to be coming in 2020. So let's round this out with Ubisoft. 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 Ubsy. Uh, so, no Child of Light 2. Boo. Yeah, No Child of Light 2. Uh, they did announce like they are having a subscription service, which is going to be fit, uh, 14. Oh, $14.99? $14.99 a month? Yeah. A month? Yeah, $15 a month will get you access. This is from a Kotaku article uh, detailing all the Ubisoft announcements. But $15 a month will get you access to a library of over 100 Ubisoft games, PC only. 
in their DC. Oh, uh, it'll include early access, new releases, and it will launch on September 3rd. And right now, if you sign up, you can uh, do like get a free month and everything. So I got it just to try it out and see what it's like. But I mean, I'm not going to subscribe to it. I don't I don't understand like this one. Ooh. And then like even for as cool as Games Pass is, which, oh, yeah, Microsoft also announced the PC version of Games Pass and they released an <laughs> ult Games Pass Xbox Games Pass Ultimate is what it's called, which is basically, which I actually thought was a kind of a good deal. It's also $15 a month, but you get Xbox Game Pass, which lets you like play a library of games like as they're released, basically, so you're not having to buy the new games. And as long you get to play them as long as you're a subscriber. Uh, PC, PC Games Pass does the exact same thing. So you get both of those and Xbox Live for $15 a month, as opposed to having your Xbox Live that you're already paying for either on a yearly basis and then also attacking these other things. Again, I'm not, that's not my target of what I want to buy. In a general sense, I am absolutely not on board at this time with this growing trend of subs, of subscription based gaming. Yeah. I'm I not mean, on with it either. So the fact that, uh, so if you end your subscription, you lose all your games. Is that true? Yeah. That, that's, well, yeah, that's unacceptable. I mean, or, I mean, you could probably save your, but it's not because you're agreeing to the thing in their eyes. It's not because you're agreeing I, to the, I, pe- I, to the I past. I get the premise, but like from a, from an industry perspective, if I buy a game, I want to have it forever, but you're not buying the game. You're buying the subscription. See, that, you play I, the I game. hate that. I, I don't like, that. that's why I'm not excited that's about gross. it. That's why I'm not like, so somebody made the comment more like Ubisoft, <laughs> and that whole "you" is exactly how I feel about that entire idea. Like that just has a gross feeling to it. If I if I love a game, I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. The f- real physical same, copy, same or a digital copy. Even if it's one I, that, like, I, I, sure, I bought plenty of games that I that I played and was like, eh, that wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. But I still don't regret my purchase. I still got to play it and everything. But no, I, this whole thing of it being able to take away. That's why even with movies, music, and all that stuff, if I really love it, I'm gonna buy it. I'm not gonna yeah. just keep it on the streaming and hope I can listen to it there forever. Um, so Assassin's Creed Odyssey, just very similar to Assassin's Creed Origins, is getting a discovery tour mode and a story creator mode. That's fun. I like that. That's a lot. very fun. The discovery tour is like the the living museum in gaming terms. I think that's such a fun idea. Yep. And then a couple other like fun announcements this here. Was weird. Rob me. McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia came on to announce that their show that they're doing as, as on Apple, were called uh, Mythic Quest Ravens Banquet. Where basically, he plays like a creative director so of a game studio. So this was in fact an announcement for a show, yes, not a game. Not a game. Why was it at E three? Because they partnered with Ubisoft in like the development of the TV show so they could get it right. Basically. I don't like that. A why what shows don't belong at E three. I'll say it. I liked it because I got to look at Rob Mickleheny. I mean, he is very handsome. He was almost as handsome as Keanu Reeves. That's not true. I tweeted Keanu he, Reeves is Rob Mickleheny out here thousand times more handsome. I tweeted a picture of him out on the stage and I tweeted it out and said Rob Mickleheny out here looking like a snack because I mean, he, he did. He, he do look like a snack. He looked like a uh, snack. But I, I just, I, I, shows? No. Shows and cars, like that one year that they did. Shows and They actually brought vehicles. out, the Microsoft oh one, they God, brought it out again. Really? But this no. time it was a Lego ve- okay, car because they're, they're putting funny. in Lego, uh, Lego cars and races and all that stuff into Forza Horizons 4. And no, no, and no. Shows and cars don't belong at E3. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so th- I was like, okay, I got to see that. That was cool. I was wondering if they were doing like, at first I thought like, I forgot that he do- was doing the Apple show. And so I thought, I was like, are they making a sunny in Philadelphia game? It's like, weird. how would that yeah, work? I was like, what is happening? But I mean, they make here? games for 
like South Park, like they could do it. Like, you know, uh, then John Bernthal came out to talk about a ghost recon breakpoint, which actually looks pretty cool. It's a sequel to ghost recon, which came out earlier or a couple of years ago, but he brought his puppy out. He did bring his puppy out. And that was, it was a very that was handsome fun. puppy. Very handsome. puppy. Another handsome man. Very cute. Uh, yeah. Yep, E3 yep, yep, yep. had at least three handsome men and one beautiful, adorable Japanese artist. There you go. And a woman. Yep. Also, if I didn't make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roller Champions is another game announced by them, which looks like their take on games similar to like Rocket League, where it's combining like Rocket League obviously combines cars and soccer. This one com- combines roller derby and basketball. It looks like because you race around a tra- race around an oval track on the, like really high speed skates, and you're trying to throw a ball balls into like a. a Core, a goal up on the side so it looked a lot of fun i enjoyed rocket league when i played it but it's also one that i fell off very quickly so i might not but it's fun to see another game might not get into this one really but it's fun to see another game get into the like throw their hat into the ring as what it were was that cool uh-huh. really old game where you're like a where you're like somebody on roller skates and you do a bunch of graffiti and or you have a skateboard and it's like really jet set radio jet set radio yeah i I wish that that were more like that (laughs) so the one big one and so this is my disappointments with ubisoft because they didn't give us any more which i knew i'd seen before that it wasn't going to be there so i wasn't as surprised about that which uh, beyond good and evil 2 i didn't give any updates on that but it's been there the last two years and so i imagine it's been a while but again like maybe an update you know, it's a big game that a lot of people are excited about. Like maybe again, kind of like with the Metroid, like, can we just make sure just it's still alive? Information. You know, <laughs> uh, but the other one that I was kind of bummed that they didn't give any info on because and then I went and looked on their Twitter and they're pushing it off and they've said they're pushing it off because it was supposed to be released this year is the Skull and Bones, which was the pirate themed like it was basically what I call referred to as the adult version of Sea of Thieves. Oh, you know, gotcha. Uh, based off We're of gritty like adults that can't stand uh, to play bright, colorful, ocean based <laughs> pirate games. But We're still, adults. Everything has to be black and dark. Based off of the naval combat and things from the naval Assassin's Creed combat. games, it looked like it was going to be a lot of fun. And so I was hoping to get more updates on that. Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be heard. So I was really kind of bummed about that. But we did get this new IP from the creators of from people who worked on Assassin's Creed Odyssey and other this Assassin's Creed cool. games. This one looks great. God and monsters it looks like a very like the art style is very like young almost like cartoonish and it shows a main character who looks like cassandra from yeah assassin's creed odyssey like very greek roman-esque uh, basically ancient it's, greek roman right and so uh from the quote here in the synopsis of the game is a storybook adventure about a forgotten hero on a quest to save the greek gods so it looks like it's gonna be I mean, it just looks so it's the opposite of god of war where you're trying to kill him Right, you're saving the gods. You're yeah, helping the you're gods. Saving. You're protecting them from monsters. You're probably as the title fighting says. Kratos. He's the final boss. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be so funny. That'd be amazing. <laughs> God, I hope so. Ubisoft, listen to me. But this one, again, obviously, I'm going to be a sucker for anything set in ancient times and everything you based are in such Greek and an Roman mythology. Civilization. I'm all about sheeple. it. I'm all about it. I'm not going to be ashamed of that. I love you it. You know when Odysseus and his dudes like were trying to escape the Cyclops yeah. and they put on those sheepskins? Yeah. That's you. You're you know the sheep. They got away from the Cyclops. What can I say? Only some of them. He did eat a few of them. But then he went on to do other greater things. And so that's what I mean. You're going to be able to have all these cool things to do. And so I'm I'm really, 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 really excited to hear more about gods and monsters. It looks like it's going to be a fun journey into the mythology. And I I honestly like the more 
like it's a storybook, like kids, like little kiddish setting to it, yeah, uh, and everything. It, like not little kiddish. That makes it sound like it's not not as good, but like still that more that animation, like Pixar animation style. I would yeah. say, you know, and I, I, you know, I really don't want to give too many knocks against these uh, single player story based cam- campaign type games because this is the kind of stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to give it a try. Uh, I would like to see a little bit more about it, but it does at least have my interest. Um, and then we got a couple more things in the chat here. Splinter Cell and Prince of Persia are dead, I guess, from Brandon because they're not coming back. Although I will say they I saw a teaser for as mobile strategy game, uh, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, which brings characters from the Tom Clancy game franchises into one. And it's just some mobile game. Oh, boy. And on Sam, mobile, my favorite. And Splinter Cell. Uh, I'm totally blanking on his name right now but the splinter cell main character tom clancy no 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 no, no. it's like Troy it's Baker. sam sam travis something brandon will know it. he's in here he knows what's up trevor. Uh, no it's not trevor <laughs> <laughs> or, or travis <laughs> sam fisher there it is okay um, whatever he like showed up in this and i was like oh are they making like a new different take on that and then it was like a mobile game and i was like oh really and, and i know they had brought sam fisher he had a small role Okay, there he goes. He confirmed it for me. Thank Same you. Fisher, son. I got it right originally. I think his name is Trevor. No, it's not. I think I'm right about that. You just need to make a game with, with people all about named Travis and Trevor and just like... <laughs> that could be my special project. But, It'll be Travis and Trevor's Great Adventures. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so like, I was kind of like, you're bringing it back for a mobile game? Really? It's more... I, like, like honestly, I understand it people feels play, like a slap in the face. I understand people enjoy mobile games and there's an Do honest for that. I Where? have actually like kind of dropped off. I haven't played a mobile game in a very long time. Of course not. And because so, they suck. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, really? You're going to bring Sam, Sam Fisher back? You know what my favorite game? mobile game is? Word search. Boom. Stop making mobile it. games. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we'll go going through that. So I think Gods and Monsters is one. I uh, was very. Oh, and of course, the big one. I scrolled and almost oh, completely forgot right. about this. Watchdogs Legion. Looks awesome. It. I really. I did actually watch this one. I watched the. I am excited. It. Uh, I. It seems like an ambitious game. Someone says, you lie, Jared. No one enjoys I don't enjoy them either. games. Oh, okay. He said, like, he said, I said somebody said out there. some people. I I and I it, said, I bitch, where? <laughs> and I'm right. Nobody likes them. <laughs> so Watch Dogs Legion is the third entry in the Watch Dogs series. And this one I'm so curious about because it is taking a very big step away from what normal games are and a broad reaching approach and a broad reaching approach to how you play it it, it does at least it's it's new yeah it's something new i'll give them that it's probably uh, um it's probably one under star wars and doom for me like it's probably uh, in f- terms of the ones that i came out most excited for here really yeah huh. because i like the original watchdogs i haven't made it to watchdogs 2 yet but the original watchdogs i was like there's enough here if they can change this around and make this and improve some things like the car driving for me was super wonky and difficult in trying to while you're trying to drive and then also be hacking all these different things and not crashing into other things which it, it made it kind of complicated but don't I've text loved and enough. drive hackers. Exactly. Don't do yeah, it. don't do that. Don't do that. That's not good. No one should do it. No one but should it, do it. This one, you're now set in London because the first one was in Chicago. Second one was in San Francisco. Yes. I want to quickly interject at both in the trailer for the game and the guy that came out to do the conference. They kept saying over and over again that London is the greatest city in the world. I just want to make it known. I personally despise the city of London. And I don't think it's great. And I enjoyed I London. Hate it. <laughs> I love London. It was amazing. Uh, so we are on two opposite sides we are. of the pond. But agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. <laughs> so yes, it is set in London this time. And basically, instead of the big divergence here, is you're not playing as one character. You're playing as literally anyone you want to. This was cool. I believe it was in the 
who was I watching? I want to say it was IGN's post show on this one. And they basically brought up that the AI that was featured in the gameplay, because we actually saw gameplay from this game. We did. Yes. A this is one of the few where we got gameplay. Exactly. It looked pretty good. It looked great. But the main character seemed to be this AI Bagley. That is, you're still working in DeadSec, which is the hacker organization that is across the world that you played as, as Aiden Pierce in the first game and then Marcus in the second game. And so you're still as part of that. But basically, you can recruit anyone you see anyone the t- three of the characters featured were like a grizzled middle-aged man with like a shaved head and i was mm-hmm. like boo the second one was an old old lady and i was like yes which more old ladies great. In games. but that's the thing about it you could literally go and i knew because you've been talking about how I'm much you love like an army of old women exactly you could literally make your whole squad that you switch <laughs> in between and out that. all older it's women all it's great it, which ladies. is totally crazy that this level of we're not featured around one singular hero which is the tying why they why this poster was making the point is bagley is kind of the main character in the in the fact that he is the only thing that communicates he's the constant exactly because the the people that you can play if your character if one of your characters uh dies they're dead forever they're permadead so you are forced to then move on to somebody else and re-recruit somebody to fill those roles and that's a really interesting concept it is and so i enjoyed a lot the hacking and all that difference and even the combat of the original watchdogs is great so i'm really 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 looking forward to seeing how they it built on that from the first game and then also just how this new system of interacting in a world works. Yeah, I want that's the that's why I'm excited about it, because it's one of the new it's one of the things that I legitimately could look at and be like, this is new. That's new. And it's very ambitious. Yes. I mean, I am really interested to see how it actually plays. Like once you get your hands on it, does it play really well? Or the more people you recruit, do you start to see the patterns of them kind of being samey? Right. They say they're all different and that they'll all have different backstories. But to what extent is that true? Right, because you still are going to need people to, like they showed off, you're trying to get a drone expert, somebody who could hack drones, because there are a ton of drones flying around and everything. So, But yeah, so you obviously are going to be able to find a ton of different people who could potentially hack drones and be useful in combating or using drones. But yeah, are you going to run across somebody who's like 80% drone proficiency? Are you going to find somebody else who's also 80% drone efficiency? So it doesn't really matter which one of the two yeah. you picked. But apparently to recruit them, you then have to do some kind of story mission to yeah, unlock them. you have them. to do like their first mission, yeah. basically. So, which is a neat concept, again. Yeah. Uh, and somebody's comment is, I want a Devil May Cry style action game, but with a badass grandma as the main character. Dude, Dante's gotta have a grandma. Maybe that's what Bayonetta like 5 should be. <gasps> Maybe Bayonetta is Dante's grandma. <gasps> oh Crossover. Oh my god, I think I've got... I'm, I'm all, <laughs> no, wait, it's gotta be her best friend. What is her name? Oh, why am I blanking on her name? Her sassy best friend who has the long white hair. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's been so long since I, I played I love her Bayonetta. so much. Why can't I remember her name? But she she looks like Dante. Yeah. She's Dante's grandma. Yeah. The We're, games are connected. Uh, Brandon, is, tell me decided. what that woman's name is. She's amazing. God, why can't I remember her name? So that's pretty much the big notes that I really wanted to talk over from E3. I know there was a ton of other stuff. Like, Kind of Funny actually did another Kind of Funny game showcase where they showed off another 60 or so indie games that are coming out soon. So you can go and check it out through that whole list there. Um, but overall then, let's say let's kind of bring this all together, kind of wrap it up then. What are your top three? Nintendo Devolver. I mean, uh, n- I no, sorry. Top three games. Oh, uh, Breath of the Wild 2, Animal Crossing, and... 
gosh, there were actually quite a few that could fill. Oh, duh, Link's Awakening. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Uh, two Zelda entries and one uh, Animal Crossing. So both very established series. Uh, of the lesser air quotes, that's very much air quotes, uh, of the smaller games, honestly, um, Messenger. Uh, pa- pa- picnic parrot picnic panic uh, looked really really cool and honestly so did Fall Guys I am really interested in that game yeah, it looks Fall so Guys charming looked fun. and Luigi's Mansion 3 I'm excited for all of those games very nice uh, I'd have to say the top my top three for me are probably still Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Doom Eternal and then Watch Dogs Legion Watch Dogs Legion is the one that really has piqued my interest probably the most because it's the one I knew absolutely really nothing about and and then uh, of new stuff too, yeah. Gods and monsters is also. Oh no! I just scrolled off of that ugly picture of a pig's head. Oh, it was freaking me out. <laughs> I didn't like that. Um, I'd rather look at this cute monster and like Greco-Roman goddess saver girl. I don't know. I will say of new th- of new games that I had not even heard anything about. I would really I would say my top three would probably be still Watch Dogs Legion, so my number one there. Uh, Gods and monsters is the close follow up to there because yeah. that one just does look really. Good. And then Deathloop. I'm very oh, curious yeah, about Deathloop. So of the three that I've never heard anything of, yeah, Legion, Gods and Monsters, Deathloop, I think are kind of my, my top coming out of E3 2019. All right. So I wouldn't say that it's been the best E3 year I've ever seen. No, because I mean, granted, oh, uh, I keep forgetting Cyberpunk's in there too, but we already knew about Cyberpunk, so I'm not really necessarily, yeah, I'm not really counting We already had a big trailer about it. Yeah. Everybody kind of already knew. We already so knew it's going to be pretty, it's pretty solid that it's going to be great because it's CD Project Red. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, They're writing their own coattails. Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. So, yeah, like we said at the beginning, I think overall it was fairly lackluster in the fact that I just really wanted to see more gameplay uh, yeah i wanted more concrete gameplay and more new titles yeah uh, more new titles and more actual gameplay and information on games that have actually been announced would be really cool and i think honestly to their benefit i think that's why and that is to their benefit i uh, gene jean oh, i'm not sure jean I, I can't remember how you pronounce her name but she's she's dante's grandma oh from Bayonetta. That's Bayonetta's Con- Yeah, confirmed. Jumping back to her previous. A- ask, ask Ikumi. She would know. She worked on Bayonetta. Send her a tweet. Jean is Dante's grandma. Facts. <laughs> These are facts. <laughs> but I think to their credit, I think this is why Sony decided to step out this year. Because that we already know so much about what they've been coming out with. We, yeah. You know, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Death Stranding. We already know that's coming out at the end of this year. We had Days Gone just released. Last of Us 2. We now... PS5 we already know about. We kind of already know about that. So they would literally, and that was their reasoning. When they yeah. said months ago when they that they weren't going to be there, they're like, we just don't really have anything new to share. Which and it's, I'm, it's honestly, an expensive at this point, thing to go to these kinds of conferences. Oh, yeah. So fair enough. And to them, to their point, they got enough coverage off of E3 of last year and uh, showing off all these different things. And then whatever they are going to reveal later on, which I think is going to be great because it is going to be a thing where they give us more concrete information on the PS5. But also, I think because they are going to show us a lot of brand new stuff. So I think that's why Sony, I think, did you win E3 by not being there at all? Questions. Questions. But overall, which was your favorite conference? Nintendo. Nintendo. Duh. Yeah. Why would you even ask me? You I know. Just wanted to, you for know. The, just wanted to clarify. Maybe somebody came in late midway through this and they're like, I don't know. We didn't t- They didn't hear about Nintendo. Duh. Talk about Nintendo. Isn't it written on my Hawaiian print shirt dress? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd have to say for me, who won? It's kind of a tie between Ubisoft and Microsoft for me, really. Really? Yeah. 
Because they, they both had the, the games that I was like the the ones that overall like I kind of became okay, more fair excited enough. about. My runner up would honestly be Devolver Digital. <laughs> Devolver was fun. They win for style points. They win for style points for which sure. Good for them. Yep. They they put on a good show. Good show. Good points. show. Well. Obviously, this concludes our, pretty much our wrap-up of E3 2019. We would love to hear. Uh, thank you for everyone who's been in the chat with us during this live stream as ch- talking with us and saying you're giving your opinions on all these different games. If you are watching the recorded or listening to the recorded version of this, please send us your opinions at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email or follow us on social media. Join our Discord server. Again, you can find all that stuff in the links below in the description. But yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining us on this episode. We'll see you all again next week for a brand new episode on a fun gaming topic. We don't really have a soundtrack spotlight for this week because there were so many different things featured. It's kind of hard to pick. So we'll just leave you with our theme song, but until next time, everybody, I am your, one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson joined by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next time. Don't stick around for the song because there's not one. We'll see you next week.